Hi, I'm Sandra Buchanan, all the way from Hudson, New York, live in Iron Sharpener Broadcast. We have a great guest, a man of God, all the way from Dallas, Texas, um, Apostle Gerald. We are just so excited, Iron Sharpener, to have you, for you to just share your testimony, your story, and what God have done in your life. What is Iron Sharpener about? I welcome all the viewers. If you're here for the first time. And you need to know what Iron Sharpener is about. Iron Sharpener is a platform that God has given me so that I could allow everyone on the face of the earth that have a great gifting inside of them, something you want to give birth, either you've got, it has gotten birth and you want to share it to the world, or it's something that God has placed inside of you, a passion, an invention to create your gifts and talents, and you don't know how to let the world know when God has prepared a platform just for you, just for me, so that we could impact this generation. That's why it's called Iron Sharpener, because we want to sharpen one another with the skill, with the gift, with the knowledge, with the wisdom that God has placed inside of us. Glory to God. So I'm excited to be on the broadcast, to share and to invite guests on the show. If you want to be a guest in Iron Sharpener, you could email me at ironsharpener21 at gmail.com. Again, it's ironsharpener21 at gmail.com. And the phone number is 518-703-8487. 518-703-8487. We also advertise as big businesses for businessmen and women that have their enterprise, their DBAs, their LLC, their non-for-profit organization, and they want to advertise in the show, you could connect me at email, email at ironsharpener21 at gmail.com. If you want to be a sponsor for Iron Sharpener, you should call 518-703-8487. And we're excited because God of just bless this broadcast many many one men and women has been blessing that with their stories to impact a generation that need to be impacted amen glory to god so we just want to give an applause to our guests apostle gerald glory to god he's going to share his story in a minute okay so why don't you tell the audience um, your story, like where were you, where were you born and stuff like that. My name is Apostle Gerald Arnold, J, Gerald with a J. Um, I was born on June 27, 1983. So I grew up in the 90s and uh, God allowed me to see a lot of things that was going on in our community and in the streets growing up as a 90s uh, kid and just seeing things. So a lot of my ministry is based off of what I grew up seeing, what I grew up watching, and what I begin to understand. Okay, do you have, tell us about your family life. You have a family and children. Yeah, well, I was going to speak about, you know, how I sort of, how it sort of started, but I'm going to just give you some, the ingredients, some of the ingredients. So with that being said, my dad was a uh, was was a pastor. Uh, he started he started his own ministry when he was about when I was about like nine or ten, and he started out preaching in the park uh, in like the downtown area of Atlanta, preaching to the homeless people and uh, dealing with homeless people. So when we started a church, my dad got a building um, in this neighborhood called the Fourth Ward, and it was considered the ghetto. 
So when I was about like 11, 10, 12, I was sitting in a church full of homeless people. And that's who the, that's who our church catered to. So instead of it being a whole bunch of like a regular church service or regular people, it was all homeless people. My dad used to feed them after the service. So they would, he would preach to them and then he would feed them after the service. So those ingredients sort of gave me a different appetite um, coming up because I, I went though, you know, after all that, as I grew up and all that stuff, I got in the streets and I started hanging around drug dealers and hanging around thugs and things of that nature. And I learned the streets and I started learning all this stuff and I went wild. I started doing, you know, just doing stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing and just, you know, be, trying to be bad and things of that nature. But. When I was out there, I had a conviction and God used to be dealing with me about not only the end time, an end time message, but also he put the fear of the Lord in my heart. And I began to really feel just convicted all the time. I think that's what I, I, I couldn't explain it back then what I was feeling, but it was just like I was always feeling sorry and I felt bad. And the thing is. God allowed me to see how bad things really were in my community, uh, in the streets, uh, in relationships. And so uh, God uh, took me away from Georgia in 2008 and I went to Arizona. I got married to a, uh, to a, a young lady in the Air Force and I ended up leaving and going to uh, Arizona. So when I got to Arizona, I met this guy named uh, Pastor Carl and he turned me on to Acts 2.38, and he baptized me in Jesus' name. Now, after he baptized Amen. me in Jesus' name, that's when things changed. I started, when I started reading the word, I started, like, having a hunger. My appetite changed. So I started like getting into wanting to like know more about God. I wanted to pray more. I was around a lot of people. They was out. They were speaking in tongues. They were praying. It was a lot of laying on the hands. So it was just like a change. I got into a radical atmosphere. I got around some radical believers, uh, and these were you know Caucasian people. So they was white people, and so but I wasn't afraid of that. I wasn't. I've never been culture shocked. You know what I'm saying. Because I realized that just being in my community wasn't going to help me get to where I need to be. So I, you got to like be willing to deal with other people. So I was sort of shocked. But in three years, which I, when it got to 2011, because I met Pastor Carlin by 2010. So in 2011, God told me to leave. I, I felt in my heart that God was telling me to leave. So I left uh, Arizona. Came back to Atlanta. I had I actually had got divorced. My wife, she divorced me. So I was sitting in my apartment by myself, you know, just sort of trying to like figure things out and and just, you know, I was spending time with uh the, the body of believers that God connected me to. Um and we used to have like a uh firebugs meeting on Thursday night. We would fast and pray. So when I came back to Atlanta, my uncle had a church and he's a pastor. So he brought me back. He, he came and got me and brought me back. So I was thinking that when I came back, that me and him was going to be doing ministry together. I, I was thinking, like, that's who I was going to be dealing with. Because I really just wanted to do ministry. So 
uh, I, I went around some friends of mine from from like when I was uh when I was in Atlanta, some of my old friends, and mm. one of their sisters, she had came back, and I had not really like knew her that well, but I've seen her a few times. But she came back, and when she came back, she told me that there's a perfect will, and she told me there's a permissive will, and she also was operating in the prophetic gift. So, to make a long story short, I had a choice. I was going to go back to Arizona, or I was going to stay and see what God really wanted me to do. So, God told me that that was going to be my wife, and he told me to go ahead and get married. He told me I could marry, get married. So, we got married, and we all, you know, we moved out, got our own little place, and we, we, we was married for about seven, I say like for like the first seven years I was just trying to figure it out. I was um, dealing with, I dealt with this guy named Prophet Pool. I was dealing with different people, just trying to figure out what God was calling me to do. But in the midst of uh, me getting in position and laying my life down on an altar, God began to download me revelation. Amen, and, amen. Now, that's really my ministry. My ministry is revelation. So, if you ask me, what is my number one thing that God like told me to do is revelation. And if you look up the last book in the Bible, it's called the revelation, revelation. of Jesus Christ. So, uh, if you want to ask me some questions, you can go ahead. I would just, I was going to talk. Yes, I do. Um, so God give, has given you revelation. Mm -hmm. So would you say, tell the audience that revelation is something Explain, because someone on the line is an unbeliever, okay. and they may say, what is he talking about? What is revelation? So, after you give them the definition of a revelation, then you answer this question. Do you think, just like knowledge increases, do you believe revelation increases? Yeah, actually, when Daniel said that, when he said, at the time of the end, he said, knowledge shall be increased, he was actually talking about revelation. Yeah. That's what he was talking about. Amen. So so, 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 so break it down because, you know, a lot of people listen to Iron Sharpener and I want, okay. um, even those that don't know Christ will be listening. So I want you to simplify revelation. Okay. So the word revelation stems from the word reveal. Amen. And reveal means for whatever you didn't understand it's actually it's actually i'm gonna be honest with you revelation really is the three core strand of wisdom knowledge and understanding so paul said in the uh in the in the bible he said to them is given to be known the mysteries, mysteries of, of the, kingdom. the kingdom. So, revelation is the ability to discern the 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 the, the, uh, the rhema of meaning of the word. It's really it's really and like I said, a lot of this stuff we was already taught. Discernment is revelation. Wisdom is revelation. Yeah. Knowledge is revelation. Interpretation yeah. is all of it's the revelation. 
But it all points back to one person. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Okay, so tell the audience because um, they have to know how to, they'll get these gifts, right? Just an ordinary person who don't know Christ can get these things. Yeah, the fruit yeah. of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah. Well, there, there are a lot of there. There is like formulas, like biblical. what are the prerequisites? Because there are steps, okay, in order to get these things, right? Yes. As okay. an unbeliever, they come in and you're they're like, okay, so you have the gifts of prophecy, prophecy. You have the gift of revelation. What is it? How can I get these things? Okay. In my life. Okay. So, so you tell an unbeliever. Gotcha. Okay. Um, first of all, if you look at the ministry of Jesus, it teaches you how to receive and it teaches you, okay, how did some people receive? Sometimes Jesus will come to you personally and give you something. Personally. Yeah, that's one yes. way. Um, the woman with the issue of blood shows you how. If you hunger and thirst, whatever you hungry for, that's what you are going to go after so you can receive it. So the reason why the unbeliever does not know the truth is because the flesh appetite is what they are going after. If you get hungry and thirsty for the truth, you will begin to know the truth and the truth will make you free. Now, I believe in impartation. You ask me about the, the people on the line and the people who are going to see this broadcast. I believe in impartation. I believe Amen. that for everything, there's a time, a season, and a purpose. And I believe that if you hear... The Bible said, if you receive a prophet, watch this. I'm this it. Okay. You said how to receive. Hold on, hold on, because you're you're going too fast. I just want you to answer the question first, step by step. Okay. I said they come to you, an unbeliever, and they said, How can I get the gift that you have? Okay. The gift of prophecy and the gift of revelation and the, all the other nine gifts of the spirit. Okay. The first step that they need to do. Is what? Because they're not going to just out of the blues get the gifts. Yeah. There well, is stuff I believe, that they need to do. I believe the Bible says repent. The first step I believe That's is it. repent. The Bible says yes. repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So all of the gifts for. are in the kingdom power. The fruit of the right. spirit is in the kingdom power. The gifts of the spirits in the right. kingdom. But I believe there are more than one way you can receive whatever. Because because we have five senses. But the first and foremost. But hold on. But the first and foremost things is that they have to accept the giver of the gift first. Yeah. The creator. Exactly. Right. right. Jesus so Christ as Lord and Savior. A lot of times. Right, a lot of times they don't want the giver of the gift. They want the gift, right? And yeah. the gift 
it operates with the spirit. So how can you want something when you don't have the spirit on the inside? You understand what I'm yes, saying? Yes. So all these things come comes through the spirit of God that lives in us. Yeah. So that's where I wanted you to go. Okay. Yeah, and I, and I, and I, I was really yeah. like, so this, so I'm going to tell you something real quick. Okay. The thing about revelation is we dealing with the mysteries of God. So right. the, the way that God has shown me is that people are going to receive impartation in many different ways because you have to be at this point because of the devil and what he's done through religion. He sort of made okay, God. Okay, you have to understand, sir, that this you have to take it in steps because you're, we're, you're advanced. We're going to advance. People are going to see it. I understand exactly what it is. But then you have to talk about the babies. I want soul winners. Okay. So you have to tell people, what is this impartation? What are you talking about? Okay. So you're going to say, after you receive Christ, you're filled with the spirit of God. You begin to live in the word. Then what is an impartation? You understand what I'm saying? So you have yeah. to build okay. from baby steps okay. to where you are right okay. now. Okay, so I'm going to tell you, I, I, I'll go by sort of like the formula that, it start, that started with me. Because like you said, everybody be everybody's on different levels. Because Peter was somebody who God chose, and Peter was radical in his faith. And when you got radical faith, it allows you to receive in many different ways. But I'm gonna break it down though. Okay. Acts 2:38. This is the scripture I'm using right now. Acts 2 and 38 says, Well, let me start at 37. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Okay. There was a demonstration of power that was presented by the assembly of God's apostles and his disciples and his chosen vessels. So it made people curious. And that's what's going to happen. The power is going to be released and people are going to start asking questions. So why did that was a question. It said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then this is the answer. 38 said, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you. It said, repent first. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus the Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So... There's another scripture that says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. So depending on the power and the anointing that's on a person 
it's going to be on them. So just like the woman who had an issue of blood, she touched Jesus and received her healing. Amen. So with that being said, the easy part of this, because we're gonna make it, we're gonna make it easier. Because, like you said, it's not about making everything super complex. The simplified version of it is you can receive based off of your desire, your request, desire, and your appetite yes. for for amen. God's power. Mm -hmm. So look and watch this in 39 it said for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God, Lord, shall, God call. shall call. Amen. Glory. So um you got some. You want me to keep talking? I can keep talking. Let me know what you want. But oh, you the have the power. Go ahead. The impartation. The impartation. It's a. When I say impartation, impartation is when the spirit is activated. If there's a hungry vessel, they can receive. receive. Watch this. The Bible say, if you receive a prophet. In the name the of, a prophet, of a prophet, which watch this. When I say the name of a prophet, it's talking about honor. If Amen. you honor and respect yeah. that gift that you see on yeah. that person, the yeah. Bible says you shall receive the prophet's reward. Amen. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you shall receive a prophet's reward. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This thing is available to as many as are called and as many as are chosen. Amen. And uh, this gift, and see the thing about the revelation this is just what I really believe has happened with the revelation of Jesus Christ and the gift of revelation. Yeah. You remember they used to tell us in school or tell us, we've heard this before. They say we're only using about 10% of our brain capacity. They only use about 20% maybe. Like it's lower level. Well, they did a study that they did a study on the brain and they did a study about people when they were speaking in tongues. They said that when people speak in tongues, their brain waves and their brain capacity begin to increase. They seem like the uh the, the, the test began to show uh the brain was operating on a, at a different capacity. So the spirit unlocks us and it gives us power. To do things that the natural man cannot conceive or understand or even think about. 
That's why the scripture says he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think. So, according, look, according to the power that's working in you. That's why he said, lean not into your own understanding. Because the power is not just about how we think, what how we feel, what we want to do. The power is greater than us. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Go ahead. Anything, any, any more questions? Anything you want me to elaborate on? I'm going to keep going. Continue, just continue, just continue as you're led. Okay. All right, let me go in the scripture. So, um. Yeah, please. Okay. So, remember what we said about the impartation. So, I'm, I'm going to stay on impartation. Let me stay on impartation. Let me keep it simple. And the, and the word impartation is really just your ability to uh, impartation is impart means to like give. It's like you're you're releasing something. When you impart, you're releasing something. The person that receives receives the impartation from the person who sent it. So that's why I say if you yeah. receive a profit, you receive a profit's reward. That means you receive an impartation from the profit. Now watch this. The Bible say in uh Saint Luke. Chapter 6, verse 22. Matter of fact, 21. Verse 21. Yeah. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are you that weep now, for you shall be laugh there's a scripture that says that the glory of the lord is gonna the knowledge of the glory of the lord is gonna cover the earth those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled so what are you saying prophets what am i saying apostles what am i saying evangelists what am i saying pastors what am I saying, teachers? God starved you so that your appetite could grow. God allowed us to be hungry and get thirsty. That's why Jesus was sent to the wilderness because in the wilderness, there's no water. There's not a, there's not a place of where you think water is at because it's a dry place. He sent Jesus to a dry place. Why? Because God wants us hungry and thirsty. God wants us to experience what it's like to walk without having all of our needs fulfilled and everything that we want, our wants not being fulfilled because he's trying to build up an appetite and a hunger because he's about to pour out. His spirit, check that. He said he's going to pour out his spirit. Guess what? 
The unbeliever is about to be in, receive an impartation from the spirit of God. He said, I'm going to pour out my Amen. spirit on what? On all flesh. What does flesh represent? Amen. Flesh represents carnal people, worldly people, yeah. the nobody, the anybody, mm -hmm. whomsoever will. He didn't say he pouring his spirit out Amen. on super spiritual people because they already got his power. They already got his spirit. He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. So, so woman of God, this is what God saying to me to say to the people. He said, they about to get it if they, whether they like it or not. They about to be overflowed whether they want it or not. Because God's not asking us to receive. He's about to confront us with his power. He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on our flesh. There's a great outpouring that's about to take place. Yeah, that's about she. Watch this. I just opened up the window over my head. There's a window over my head. I opened it up. Guess what God said? Malachi 3.10. He said, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven, of heaven. and I'm going to pour you out a blessing that is not going to be enough room to receive it all. To so guess what? You're going to have to give some away. You're going to have to help somebody. You're going to have to. That's how the belief. That's how these unbelievers are going to receive, too. He said it's time for his people to begin to show them the show them love. He said, look, show you. Look, we got to show people love. I ain't worried about the unbeliever yeah. learning everything that I know. I want them to just receive an impartation from the kick from the heavens. Watch this. He said, let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. It says on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So God said the revelation is about to flow. God said brain capacity is about to increase. God said it's not about man in this season. It's about the spirit and about the outpouring of the spirit of God. And it's about to be poured out on all flesh. Every race, Amen. every creed, every gender, every denomination. The earth is about to shake. God says that the sons of God, the earth is groaning and moaning because he's waiting for the sons of God to appear. Mm. So it, it, it's, it's, it's the church, the, the, the systems of this world and the way we've been doing things. The Bible says the traditions of man 
make the word of God of none effect. Now, let me tell you something right now. Let me say this real quick. When I first got the revelation of Acts 2.38, which is repent and be baptized, every one of baptized. you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, he said you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, check this out. That is the written word of God. That has not changed. Nor, it was, nor shall it not. It won't be changed, right? But this is where God showed right. me. Let me tell you something. God says that the reason why stuff, a lot of stuff don't work for some people is because the traditions of man make the word of God of none effects. You can't traditionalize and religionize the Bible. It's not a religion. It's a relationship with the creator of heaven and earth. The traditions of man have failed us. Religion has failed us. And guess what? This outpouring that I just spoke on, Malachi 3.10, I will open up the windows of heaven. Joel chapter 2 says, I'm going to pour out my spirit. It's not going to happen. In it's not really going to happen in the church. Now, it's going to happen in some churches. Because you got some men of God. So how often, I have questions. How often would you say a person should read the word? How often a person should be in prayer um, to grow the spirit man and the inside of them? Um, I believe that the first word or one of the words that God used when he describe and I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell you but I'm gonna break it down before, before I release that I want to release this word disciple so it takes discipline to pray it takes discipline to fast and it takes discipline to read your word but let me say let me say this real quick because remember now with all that being said there's always a more better way and yes, discipline is necessary, but if you worship him in the spirit and in truth, worship opens up portals, opens up heavenly portals. And what happens is Amen. sometimes even if you don't have the discipline to pray, he'll pour out his spirit on you and his spirit will give you the power to pray, to, to pray. fast, and to read your Bible. Guess what else? When you start feeding your spirit, your natural appetite decreases. That's true. So, so let me tell you what I've been doing, though. I, I can only speak for what God I've been doing in the spiritual realm. Yeah, tell me your experience. Through the... I got the worship music playing in the house all day long. I got a Bluetooth speaker. And what happens is, 
when you play the spiritual music in your house, and I'm not talking about necessarily all gospel music and all that. I'm talking about instrumental prophetic music. It's a guy yeah, named Kyle Levette. Kyle Levette. That's the guy I recommend. I play his music all day. So what it does is it creates a worship atmosphere. Worship changes your atmosphere. If it don't change your atmosphere, it's not real worship. But when you really begin to get into a worship atmosphere, it opens up the windows of heaven and God will pour out his spirit on your flesh and you will begin to prophesy. It has to be put under subjection. Yeah, that by she. You got to come up under the, the great I am. And like I said, he Amen. inhabits the praises, the praises of his people. So the key to Amen. getting the disciplines and, and getting into prayer, really worship is the beginning of all that. Worship opens up the portal for the spirit to come through. And so then you'll, you'll be fasting and don't even know you fasting. Some days I'm, I'm going all day, ain't ate nothing. And I don't even know why I'm not hungry. And then for some reason I get in the Bible and I start reading the Bible. Now check this out. There was a prophet that said he ate a scroll. And he said, Isaiah said this. He said it tasted like honey. So guess what? Those that hunger and thirst after the word of God are going to eat the word. And the word is going to transform their mind. And they are going to become spiritual. Amen. So... Carnal people, they ain't, they don't want to do this. Most people don't want to do this. But God says he's about to invade season. If you open up your house to allow God's spirit to come in by worshiping him, he's going to invade your house. And you, let me tell you something. You can speak in tongue for an hour. And I don't even blink. And you don't even know you're doing it. It ain't a. I, I'm realizing that our righteousness is no better than filthy rags. So the power and the anointing is what makes us righteous. It's what makes us holy. Amen. It's not doing. Because think about it. Amen. The Pharisees was disciplined. Not of works. Nope. It say not a words that no man shall boast. To boast. Because the Pharisees are all about works and the outward appearance and how they look so holy. But they're inside where they're full of Jesus calling what? Dead men's Dead bones, man skeleton. Bone. They're vipers. <laughs> Generation of vipers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, what you're saying is so true, man of God, because I would worship God two, three, four o'clock. Those are my time. I praise him and worship him. And like you said, it's just so easy to speak in tongues. You go deep into the spirit of prayer because the inner man, 
just take over and hours will pass and you're just enjoying the presence of God. So I think that's the best part of um, spending time with God. You get to connect because deep call is unto deep. Amen. Mm, amen. Yeah. Um, also, let me say this. God says, seek his face, not his hand. See, Amen. the American church has made God uh, all about prosperity and all about what we can do, what he can do for us. Like God is not Claus. a genie. He's not a Santa Claus. No, he's not a genie in a bottle. You can't rub the bottle. He's our God. Exactly. So, worship is a mindset and an attitude. So, a desire yeah. to work. And, and let me tell you. Deeply. This how God hooks. This how God hooks us too, though. Because think about it. God has to get our attention sometimes too. It ain't like we always want to like be spiritual. Sometimes we want to be want to be like us. We want to do what we want to do. But the antidote to that is you want the flesh to take over. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But the flesh. The flesh is weak, and the Man. flesh is dealing with your soul. And your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. How and you emotions. feel and what you want to do. Right. Let me right. tell you this. But we can never live to please, to satisfy the mind, the soul, the flesh. We have yeah. to satisfy the spirit at all times. Yeah. Amen. And, and, um, and I believe that uh, the mature believers that God has hidden in the hidden in the past and now he's bringing them out and bringing them forth they're going to be releasing higher degrees of revelation and power and it's going to change and transform people God is going to transform people in this season because we are approaching the return of our Messiah Amen I'm excited for that. So, so this is a uh, Rama generation. This ain't a generation that's going to wait for miracles. This ain't no generation that's going to wait for signs. We're not waiting on anything. God said that those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So I'm not waiting on man. I waited on God. And what does a waiter do? A waiter is a servant. Servant. Yeah. He said, I'm not going to do anything. He said, unless I reveal it first to my servants, the prophets. So the prophets in this season who've been waiting on their Messiah are about to be released into the atmosphere. Hallelujah. I'm so excited for I man. I'm so excited. Iron Sharpener will never be the same again in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Glory to God. So you will be back on our broadcast. I'm going to try to have you back on every month to release and bless the people of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father. We just thank you for Apostle Gerald Arnold, glory to God. Father, we celebrate his life. We celebrate his family. We celebrate the calling upon his life. 
Hallelujah. We give him praise. And for all those who are listening, thank you for tuning in to Iron Sharpener Radio Show broadcast, podcast. And we just want to say thank you a lot for loving our show, for just being a part of Iron Sharpener, all our viewers, all our sponsors, businessmen, businesswomen. And I know that you'll be blessed on this show. So connect with us. If you want to be a guest on Iron Sharpener, you have a gift in our talent on the inside. Connect with us at ironsharpener21 at gmail.com to let us put you on our schedule to be a guest. If you have a business you want to advertise on our show, an event, let us know you want to advertise on Iron Sharpener. We want your business. You want to be a sponsor. We want you to be a sponsor on Iron Sharpener. Email us ironsharpener21 at gmail.com or call us at 518-703-8487. Again, 518-703-8487. If you're in the Hudson, New York area and you're looking to buy properties in the New York area or sell property, you want to connect with Wynn Morrison Realty and you want to connect with me. I'm a sales agent and my number is... 518-267-9181. 518-267-9181. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area and you need to buy vehicle, car, use vehicles, you want to connect with GMD Automart and you want to ask for Omar Buchanan. He sells cars, used cars. You cannot afford a brand new car to lease it. You want to buy a used car. Stonecrest, Georgia. Omar Buchanan. And his number is 678-751-1431. 678-751-1431. If you're in the Hudson, New York area, and you want to cater in business to cater your wedding or your party, you want to connect with Caribbean Kitchen, Margaret Ryman. She catered delicious Caribbean meals. And her number is 518-653-3764. Caribbean Kitchen, 518-653-3764. If you want a tax preparer, it's tax time and you need someone to file your taxes and you're in a New York area, connect with Celia Graham Tax Business. Her number is 518-821-5164. 518-821-5164. If you're in a New York area and you need a seamstress, to alter your pants, to alter your dresses, to make a tailor your suit, to make your dresses. Leela Smith, she's a seamstress. The lady is gifted with her hands. Her number is 518-653-0600. 518-653-0600. You could also ship your material, your fabric, your clothes to her, and then she'll ship it back and fix it. You send your measurements. Her name is Lila Smith. Her number is 518-653-0600. And those are the announcements on Iron Sharpener. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Iron Sharpener broadcast. And stay tuned. Um, Visit Iron Sharpener on the website at ironsharpener.net. Iron Sharpener dot net iron sharpener is also on podcast blueberry and we're also on vimeo iron sharpener so god is open up different platforms that iron sharpener could touch the world amen so thank you so much
want to be a guest in iron sharpener you could email me at iron sharpener 21 at gmail.com again it's iron sharpener 21 at gmail.com and the phone number is 518-703-8487